Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adiwumi, and I want to bring a message on faith. We have been talking on a series on faith, and we're going to talk right now on the faith of Gideon. Going to the book of Judges. Judges chapter 6. And this is where we're going to describe some other things about how God sometimes can move upon us. Because sometimes it will be a still small voice as if it was not from the Lord, as if it's coming from your idea, like the one we saw in Jonathan. But this time we're going to see when God came down to see to save Israel. And he actually manifested in form of an angel to Gideon. Let's see from Judges chapter six. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens, which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up, and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them, and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth, till thou come unto Gaza, and left no sustenance for Israel. Neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. For they came up with their caru and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. Now these first few passages are afraid simply describe the situation of what was going on, and the Israelites were in complete despair. They were almost being oppressed by these multitudes of Midianites and they couldn't draw they couldn't draw couldn't drove them away. They couldn't drive this this bands of of uh, of hooligans away from their land. And that we all know that when there is something like this and the nation has a border, you want to be able to secure your border, only you need soldiers to secure your border. And these people were oppressing them and not only doing that, they also perhaps were taking taxes from them. Now this was was situation, and Gideon was born in that generation, and Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Now, when people are oppressed, what you also always notice is that people, some people, will be groaning and crying unto God, even if they are not, if, if they don't even know the true God. God's mercy always looked down upon human human race to save because He created them all. And these people were oppressed, even though they were they are they themselves have been away from God, but they started crying unto the Lord because of their oppression. Verse seven said, And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Now, that is that God was telling them exactly what they have done wrong, why God has stopped from, from delivering them, from driving the Midianites away. Now verse 11, they came in an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abiezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. 
now this is where the name of Gideon was first mentioned Gideon was described to be the son of Joash and this angel just appeared where Gideon was threshing wheat and Gideon was threshing the wheat more or less to hide it from the Midianites because the Midianites if they find anybody with food or, or, or produce of the land they just seize it they confiscate it in verse 12 and the angels of the Lord appeared unto Gideon and said unto him the Lord is with thee thou mighty man of valor and Gideon said unto him oh my Lord if the Lord be with us why then is all this befalling us and where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of saying did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites now look at that the first thing you notice in this discussion is this the Israelites were blaming God just like human beings instead of taking responsibility that we are the ones that forsake God they are saying it is God that forsake them and that was the, the response that Gideon was giving he said that they said God brought us here they said God performed wonders and miracles but now he has forsaken us now verse 14 and the Lord looked upon him and said go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites see God is not going to stand there and be arguing with you God just wanted to do his, his work he has come in mercy to save the Israelites so all he wanted to do right now is to just convince Gideon to go and he will be with Gideon and he said you go in this your might and you will be able to save Israel have not I sent thee now he was now telling Gideon that he the angel that was standing he didn't realize that this was an angel first he said I have sent thee to do it and verse 15 said and Gideon said unto him oh my lord where we shall I save Israel behold my family is poor in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house so he said how will I be able to save Israelites I can't save them I am not I don't have the wealth to do it and the Lord said unto him surely I will be with thee and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man it's almost like sending him the way he sent Samson he said you will smite the Midianites as one man that is going to be you against the Midianites and verse 17 said Gideon answered and said if now I have found grace in thy sight then show me a sign that thou talks with me now Gideon wanted to turn it to spiritual right, and say well you have to give me a sign that something is bubbling in the heart of Gideon he knew that this conversation is 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 not just a two men talking this this sudden visitor must be supernatural now he said show me a sign that it is the Lord that is talking with me and the angel said okay, I will show you a sign he said if I have found grace in thy sight show me a sign that thou talks with me he said depart not hence I pray thee until I come unto thee and bring forth my present and set it before thee and he said I will tarry until thou come again see the angel was not in a hurry God is not in a hurry one thing I have noticed in, in, in walking with the Lord is this many years ago we started saying the Lord is coming soon and yes the Lord is coming soon because to the Lord he has been waiting for 6,000 years of man to come to this point and we started with maybe just 30 years ago and we think oh the Lord is, is delaying too much he's coming soon and when God sent his people to go forth and preach the word of God he sent us almost like in a haste 
And then at a point, look as if he was not in a hurry. Like when he sent the apostles, he said that they should go and preach to all the world. But they were so much more in a hurry than him. They said, are you going to restore Israel right now? Restore the kingdom to Israel? And the way God responded to them, look as if he was not in a hurry. He said, it is not for you to know the times and the season that God has put in his hand. Just for you to go do the work I have sent you to do. And many years passed by and they realized that they will have to pass on before the Lord come back. And that is exactly what I am pointing. The Lord is not in a hurry. The Lord is not in a hurry, but he still wants us to do it because we are the ones that has a short time on earth. We still have to do our own part with the time span that we have on earth because we may live before he actually comes. We may be out of here before he actually comes. So we have to hurry up to do the, our own part. But that does not mean God is in a hurry to finish this thing up. He has a schedule and a timetable that he follows. And let's go on here. God said, I will stay here until you come back. Because these Midianites have been troubling Israel for, for, for days and years now. So waiting one more hour won't be too, too much. So God said, I will stay here until you come back. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid, that's a goat, and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour, the flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a, in a pot, and brought it out unto him under the oak, and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there arose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. This is when he actually realized this was an angel. He thought it was just maybe a, a, a rabbi or a prophet talking to him. Somebody that was standing that looked like a, a, he has a command of spiritual things. But now when the angel touched the rock with his staff and there comes fire out of the rock and then the angel disappeared from his eyes, then he knew. Then when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Allah has O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. Verse 23, And the Lord said unto, to him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Now, when the Bible verse 23 said, the Lord said unto him, it was not the angel physically standing again talking, it was now words from God now was coming to his heart. God has manifested uh, in the form of an angel, and God now was talking to his heart from the still small voice. That is, he was now hearing the voice of the Lord talking to him. Not, uh, not the angel manifesting each time he wanted to talk, but he was hearing the voice of the Lord. And this is how it continues from there on. So, but this is an example of God manifesting to a prophet he wanted to send on a special mission. And God has done that regularly. God did this to, to even to Apostle Paul. The manifestation that converted Apostle Paul was similar in, in a way. That is, God knocked him down from his from his from his uh, from his horse on the road to Damascus, and he had a voice after seeing that bright light and then hearing the voice from that time forward the Lord started leading him in the spirit okay from that time from that day forward the Lord started leading Apostle Paul to do the work that God has called him to do in the spirit so the same way is what we are talking about that is God manifested to Gideon in form of an angel and from there on he started hearing the voice of the Lord even though the angel didn't show his face again but he was hearing the voice of the Lord that kept talking to him telling him what next to do 
Now Gideon built an altar unto the Lord and called Jehovah Shalom. Now that was the beginning of this send errand, the errand that Gideon was sent. Now Gideon was going to call the armies together. Before he could call the armies together, the first thing God told him to do was to clean up his own house. Remember that you've got to clean up yourself before you can serve the Lord. In verse 25, and it came to pass in the same night that the Lord said unto to Gideon, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father has, and cut down the grove that is, in, that is by it. Now, that was like he has to clean his own house first so that God can really deal with him. Many occasions you want to work for God, you want to serve the Lord, God wants you to go on a fast, maybe a long fast. It is part of the process. This is a similar thing like that. Gideon has been leaving his daddy had a, a, an idol called Baal. Gideon's daddy or Gideon's father had a, a grove made for this idol that all the city, members of his city actually come to that grove to worship this idol. Whether Gideon believed in it or not, it's another story, but his daddy was the, 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 speed, the, the ringleader of this. And God told Gideon that you have to throw down that altar of Baal and cut down the groves. That is, clean your own household before God can really begin to use you the way God wanted to use you. But Gideon was afraid because he was the youngest of his father's house and he knew that his daddy is not going to accept it, so he had to do it in secret. Because he was not a young boy, you have to remember Gideon was already a, a man, a family man with his own children, but his daddy was, he was we would call a grandpa, was still in charge of, of this grove and that altar. So Gideon did it in the night. He took ten men of his own servants in verse 27 and he did what the Lord told him. He cut down the grove and he, and he took uh, the altar. He broke down the altar. But when the men in the morning rose up and found out who has done this, they found that it was, and they inquired and found it was Gideon that has done it. They wanted to kill Gideon for it. But his, his daddy would not let them kill his son. Even though his daddy himself was the one that owned the grove and, uh, and the altar of Bear. But he said, if, if, if Baal was an idol that is worth worshipping, let Baal kill him himself. And not men. Don't fight for, the, for a God. Let God fight for himself. So that was how Joash saved his son from being, from being mobbed, from being lynched by the mob in that city. For throwing down the idol or the Baal altar. Now that was the way God allowed first told Gideon to clean his own house before you can go serve the Lord. You've got to clean out your own vessel first. So empty up your vessel so that God can refill you with his own oil. And in, uh, in our own way we can say when God wants to use you, he wants you to purify yourself, sanctify yourself, set yourself apart for the Lord to use. And that is part of the preparation, especially for a special mission. Because what he was going to do was a special mission where God will be talking to him, to him one on one. Do you have a call upon your life for a special mission for God? Then prepare yourself. First of all, set yourself apart by prayer, by fasting. Then sanctify yourself for the Lord to use you. Now, Gideon has been hearing the voice of the Lord even before he cleaned his own house. That was because God is calling him for a special mission. We Christians that we are listening to this message at this time, you have to know that we also have been anointed by the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we find that even though we have been filled with the Holy Ghost, we are still not as fruitful as we ought to be. We are not performing miracles and wonders. Perhaps we pray for the sick and the sick has not been healed instantly as we expected. Or perhaps we pray for ourselves and things we are expecting has not come as we expected. What is that telling us? 
that we have not completely dedicated ourselves to him the way we can really begin to be as fruitful as we want to be then sanctify yourself set yourself apart clean your own household maybe search yourself and see whether you are in line with the word of god is there any part of your life that you are refusing to give up surrender everything to the lord because the bible says if you abide in me and my word abide in you then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you so that is why individually we have to first search ourselves set and and sanctify ourselves for the lord set ourselves apart ready to be used by god then after we have cleaned our vessel god will begin to pour his anointing upon us so that our faith will be much more fruitful and let's go on here here now comes the time the 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 the, the work that god has called gideon to do is about to begin in the book of in the first in the book of judges i've uh, been reading verse chapter 6 starting from verse 33 then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the hills were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. Now they are ready to come and attack again. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. And he blew a trumpet and Abiezer was gathered after him. And he blew the trumpet and said, Anyone, we, I think we have to fight right now. Before this time, they didn't have any leader. There was no king, there was no leader. If there is any prophet, there will be a prophet in a corner there, or a prophet in a the corner there, not a prophet that will try to lead the whole nation to fight. No. Now there is somebody that God has spoken to. God spoke to Gideon that go deliver your own people. You can fight the Gideonites or the Midianites by yourself. So Gideon was going to do it because he has the confidence now that God, an angel, has spoken to him. I don't know whether he has told his daddy about this or his, his, the members of his household, but he he knew he was so confident that God had spoken to him I was going to do this so the first thing was to do was to rally people together as a leader so he blew a trumpet that these people that have come to attack us I think we can't take this any longer and here comes somebody's voice wanting to lead so the first people that rallied around him were the people in his town the Abiezerites rallied around him and said yes maybe we ought to do something about this so they are ready to follow this leader this captain that has, that has raised up so a captain must voice his opinion and people agree with it now and he went further and he got the the people of asher and the people of zebulon he sent messengers to them and they also say yes they came along ready to fight they were fed up with the Midianites, and so they all gathered ready to fight in verse 36 and gideon said unto god if thou will save israel by my hand as thou hast said behold i will put a fleece of wool in the floor and if the dew be on the fleece only and it be dry upon all the earth beside. Then shall I know that thou will save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. Now this part of it is very, is very, very, very troublesome because nowadays we don't try to, we don't allow, we don't even recommend people be putting, tempting God, trying to put a fleece and saying, God, if you are the one that is talking to me, let let me see water on this on this sponge, or let there be dryness on this sponge. And then I will know you are the ones talking to me. This was recorded here. Gideon was so scared and still not having the Holy Ghost like we have in this end time. So he was more or less going by the voice that spoke to him. And the voice was still talking to him. And he wanted to more comfort. And he was still so scared up to now. But God was allowing his doubt. Because God himself had a mission to save his people. Very important. But in this generation... We have the Holy Ghost. We have the Word of God. We don't really need to be putting places. Of course, when God wants to, He can still give us a sign. But however, 
for people to be tempting God and be saying, if God is going to do this for me, or do let me see a blood on my hand, like some people say, we see this sign and we think that must be God. We the devil can also show signs and, and miracles too. However, we don't we don't we don't belittle God and say God can't do it anymore. God can do whatever He wants to do, but we don't have to tempt Him to ask Him to do to show us this. Jesus Christ was asked by the Jews. They said, "Show us a sign." And he said, "An adulterous generation seeketh it." I said, "There will be no sign given to them." He said, "The only sign is the sign of the Son of Man dying on the cross and rose rising again on the three days later." And they couldn't understand that, and only the believers be understood that sign. Now, here God allowed Gideon to try him like that, and God did it twice in a row for him. Verse 38 said, and it was so, for he rose up early on the morrow and thrust the fleece together and wring the blue out of the fleece. So he did that two times, and God continued to honor his, 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 his questioning faith. He was questioning, he was still afraid. But now let's go to the story of when Gideon ready to fight now. In verse chapter 7 of Judges chapter 7. And the, all the people have gathered together in verse 2. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore go through proclaim in the ears of the people saying whosoever is fearful and afraid let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead and they are returned of the people 22,000 and they remain 10,000 now the people that the soldiers of the Midianites were like grasshoppers in multitude according to the story and the people that have gathered among the Israelites were in the 30 30,000 people and God said anyone afraid should go home and about 22,000 went back home, remaining only 10,000. So you can see what was going on here. So there were about 32,000 when they started. So we have about 10,000 left. God said there were still too many. Now, that will make some people think this is suicide. If you guys are going to fight these Midianites, you are going to kill yourself. Don't you see how many they were? But God said the people are yet too many. He said, bring them down to the water. That's verse 4. And I will try them for thee. And he said... It shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with him. And of whom I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people unto the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. Now the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped with I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thy hand. And let all the other people go every man unto this place. Now that is the ridiculous part. That looked like impossible. That is, God said out of the two thirty two thousand soldiers that came up, finally selected three hundred out of them. And said, Those three hundred are the men that I want to go, I want you, you to take to the battle. Let the rest of them go back home. And the people that wanted to counsel Gideon would have said, you are committing suicide, Gideon. But Gideon was going by according to the voice of the Lord that was talking to him. That's why I said this is a remarkable thing. It's, it's more or less not the faith of Gideon. In this exercise of faith, 
this is not the faith of Gideon unlike when we are talking of the other people when they are using boldness this is the faith of just standing in, on the stage with the almighty God who wanted to do these wonders God sometimes will come down to do wonders and miracles to perform miracles and wonders that will dumbfound the generations and the history of mankind however he still needs some some people some actors to stand with him on stage and that is what this story is all about this is not this, the faith of Gideon that we are talking about here this is the faith of somebody just standing there hanging in there with God you may say well if he is still afraid to die most likely will be saying God I can do it God I can do it but he, God has settled that by making his heart to be to believe and that was why God allowed the two times he was using fleas to, co to, to confirm that this is God doing this and not, not his mind not his mind creating all these ideas this is God doing this thing God allowed him twice in a row to use the fleas to confirm it and when he was still scared God used one more thing and you will see that in in the story in chapter 7 where God said when you go and listen to what the Midianites are saying about you then you will be able to go with boldness and God actually set up that same stage making somebody to be telling a dream another person interpreting a dream and it was when Gideon came by to listen behind the door that they were telling the dream so we know that it was actually God that was uh, that was actually instigating all of those orchestrating the the whole idea to make Gideon to be ready to go and then God actually performed the wonders so there's a difference between God come down to do something and he just wanted you and me to stand on stage with him and he will try to help us to have the boldness to stand there with him whether we are trembling with him he will give us the boldness to stand there with him so that that situation it is not our faith that can be talked about in the, in the story of Moses also when Moses went before Pharaoh it was not the faith of Moses that did some of the wonders it was God doing the wonders but he needed somebody and he has chosen Moses to stand on the stage with him and that is very important. When God is doing something, He wants you to stand there with Him and not deny, not be too scared to stand. And that is what Christ is calling us into at the same time. Can you stand with God when God wants to use you? Will you be a supporter of God when there are situations that God wants somebody to raise up their voice and support Him? And then God will perform that wonders through you. And this is the story of Gideon. 300 men out of 22,000 went to the battle and they defeated the enemy because God tell them to and one more thing you can read the old chapter you see how did they go to this battle see what they were using they were not using swords and staffs they were only blowing trumpets and breaking pictures and the enemy was vanquished they were blowing trumpets and they were breaking pictures and that created fear in the multitudes of soldiers that were gathered against them that's why I said it was God that was doing that wonder now you can see what we are talking about Jesus is still doing the same thing today. He wants you to stand, number one. He wants to preach the word of God, number two. And he wants you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. When you go about in a place, you want to preach, the, preach Jesus. There may be evil doers, there may be armed robbers, there may be occultic people that wanted to use their supernatural sham against us. But we are just to stand with God there and proclaim the good news. And the power of the word of God is what we do the wonders. And with the Spirit of God doing the wonders to knock down the devil, to dumbfound the occultic people, or to do great wonders that the occultic people cannot reverse, neither can they challenge. God is still looking for people that will stand 
on the stage with him and will you be one of them that will be ready to stand on the stage with God not afraid to go the mile with God don't be afraid to go the mile with God that is the story of Gideon here God is looking for people that will stand on the stage with him but he will give you the boldness but you must have some confidence in the Lord your God you must have some confidence in the leading of the Lord that is leading you and when God wants to be something like that he most likely will make it a stronger a stronger impact upon your heart to know that God is actually telling you to do what you are doing and I want you to write also that we can send you some more literature on this faith is very important faith is a supernatural thing and God is saying when he comes back on that will he find faith upon the earth what faith will he find in you are you ready to stand with God even on the stage where the multitudes are scared and they run off are you ready to stand with God write to us this is gospel distribution ministry Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050. God bless you. On the internet, you can get some of our literatures. And in fact, you can read all of our literatures on the internet. Or you can even listen to some of these sermons on the internet right by, by going on the website that is www.gospeldistribution.org. Gospeldistribution.org. And you can also send us email on the internet. Send the email to the webmaster at gospeldistribution.org and we shall send you some more literature. You can ask questions also. We shall send reply to your email questions. And Jesus loves you. And you can also read some of the questions and answers on our website from other li- people that have asked the same similar questions. Perhaps you may have some questions on faith and how to exercise your faith and how to be born again. And we shall send you, we shall reply to your answer. Jesus is calling you to exercise faith, to believe for the impossible. God bless you.